Welcome to the Shift Daily Podcast. I'm Shane Hewitt. It's a daily bite-sized morsel of our four-hour middle-of-the-night program. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the show and share with anyone you like. Get it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and CuriousCast.ca. The Shift Daily Podcast starts right now. A couple of nights ago, we had a phone call from Mike in Edmonton, and uh, he really got us sort of going in all of this. And our next guest is uh, Marie, and Marie is the mom of the young man who donated the heart to Carrie, who we had on the show. And um, so we want to introduce you to all of these people. If you didn't catch it, that's cool. Go to our podcast. You can check it out. It's all on there as well. But we're continuing the conversation about maintaining your health in out of respect for the fact that there are people who aren't getting transplants when hospitals have to close. And that risks their lives. Mike's concern was just that. In fact, uh, if you uh, didn't hear how it all started, uh, this was a small segment of Mike's call. People keep thinking, oh, their their stupid decisions don't affect other people, but they do. And and it's affecting our family here because my sister needs a kidney transplant. She had a kidney transplant 29 years ago, and, and right now her kidney is, is failing. So she needs a kidney transplant, and I'm donating my kidney for her, not directly oh. to her, but it's, it's, it's called a kidney paired exchange program where I'd give my kidney to somebody else, and one of their relatives would give to somebody else and so on. So it's usually a chain of 10 people where five people give and five people receive. From our conversation with Mike, I wanted to introduce uh, you to someone else uh, in this. I've met a lot of really, really great people here on on the show. And and the next person to introduce you to, uh, her name is Marie Doherty. Uh, she's from Pitt Meadows, BC. And Marie has met all kinds of amazing new people coming from tragedy. And... Marie, welcome to the show, and thanks for uh, investing time and spending some time with us. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me. Um, and I want to just acknowledge that not only is Marie joining us on the show, but Marie has worked very, very hard to um, while she's away to to be here. So I know that it's taken a lot of sacrifice in your end, so thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Welcome. <laughs> so tell me... Um, as best you, uh, or as much as you want to share, um, about, uh, your son, Darcy. Now I'll give you a heads up, Marie. We had Carrie Jung on the air with us last night and she, uh, and she's shared a little bit of, um, her experience in this, but we don't know, um, what happened in the gift, how the gift was given to Carrie. Can you help us understand that? Well, <clears throat> my son, he, um, had an aneurysm that um, took his life, and he was rushed to the hospital, and that's when the doctors came in and asked his wife if we would like, to, if she would like to donate his organs. And she said, she looked at me and she said, "Would she be okay?" And I said, oh, "Of course, I'd be okay." So that's where it actually stemmed from. And for years, I was trying to meet Carrie. I've been trying to meet the rest of the uh, organ donors. There's five more of them, but because of this pandemic. I haven't been able to meet them. Now, the original transplant happened many, many, many years ago. Um, yeah, my, June uh, 6, 2002. And so Carrie had mentioned that you were in touch anonymously. You knew who each other were, but you didn't know specifically, like you hadn't met in person or any of those things, but you finally were able no. to. So what happened through all that time? 
Well, <clears throat> Carrie and I wrote back and forth for years, and I kept asking to meet her, but they they said no, they didn't answer me. So I um, the last time, finally someone they changed the rules. So this chap from BC Transplant, who was such a helpful person, he's such a nice man. He got us together, which was very helpful. And as I said to him, I would like to meet the rest of them, but right now it's impossible. <clears throat> so that all stem that took us. Um, I was allowed, not allowed to meet Terry, Carrie, because they said I had to wait a year. So I waited a year, and I phoned the BC Transplant, and they said, "Oh no, you can't meet, but you can send letters." Mm. So that's what Carrie and I did for all those years, seventeen years. For your mental health through all this, looking back on the old rules versus the new rules, I would guess that this change in the rules is remarkable. Is it better for you as part of your process now that you have had access to carry? Is there some freedom in that? Oh, yes. Very much so. She's such a lovely person. Mm, she is. We were very happy to meet her, and they uh, arranged to have, it, have her come out to my home. And then my son was there, and we all visited and had tea and cookies. And I phoned Carrie about every two weeks when I'm living in, when I'm in Saskatoon, because she's very busy too, and I don't like uh, putting myself wholly in her her life. She has a life too, and I don't want to interfere. Mm -hmm. Now you do. You have mm -hmm. uh, you have two had two boys, Darcy and Daryl. And uh, Daryl has mm. been active in this process as well. In fact, um, he did want um, us to today pass on that he um, that that story about the extra recipients that did receive more from Darcy. Mm -hmm. um, wh what were the donations that were made from Darcy to these other people, the other organs? Because Carrie got got uh, Darcy's heart. Yeah, <clears throat> well, it was his eyes, his um, kidneys, and liver. It's amazing. Did you know anything yeah. about this beforehand? I mean, were you as astounded as I feel today as I learn about this? That I mean, this is even almost twenty years ago, and um, so imagine mm -hmm. how far it's come, and it's just so remarkable the impact. And we talked about the ripple effect last night. The ripple effect this has on people's lives. Yeah, well, that's well, a lot of people. I don't know what it is, but they. I know after my after Darcy passed away, a number of people I knew they said they were uh, going to make sure that their organs were donated from then on. Mm -hmm. So I guess that must have helped quite a few people. To I don't know why why uh, people don't want to give up organs uh, the old way. I guess it's you're to be whole and all this, but when you see it helps so many people. That is a good thing, and that's what we were trying to promote. Please um, give up your organs to help someone else that desperately needs it. One of the things which has been so many. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Been so you. many people have died. Yeah, one of the things that I've I've learned in this is so when I had first met Toby Boulay, um, he inspired me, and it was a pain, um, Marie. It was an absolute pain in the butt to get. It changed because you had to log in here and wait for this PIN number and do these things. Uh, now it's easier because you can usually do it with your driver's license in most provinces. Um, That's right. So, which is good news. But so ask questions is what I'm – because this show is broadcast across Canada. It is different everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, just ask questions. Start mm -hmm. asking questions if it's right for you. Um, mm -hmm. I find it 
some of the conversations, some of the feedback from the audience has been, you know, wow, this is heavy. Um, and it was hard to listen to, but I'm glad I did. And we get other people saying, you know, why are you being so heavy on the show? Um, and my response to that is, I'm sorry, but it, this just matters. And um, oh yes. So how how do you deal with that yourself? Because it is an extremely heavy topic, and not everybody is comfortable talking about it or hearing it. Uh, well, <laughs> if you think you can save somebody else, someone else's life, that's a good thing. So that's all you really think about how you can help someone else. Because we never we never even talked about it or anything. This happened so fast as my son, he just plunked on the floor and that was it. Yeah. So there was, uh, <clears throat> what were we going to do? And it was a good thing they asked the question because my sister just passed away seven years ago. And uh, she would have given her organs, but I don't know why. They, they never did take her organs. Mm-hmm. I don't know, was it because it was sickness or what? Yeah. I know if you have cancer, you can't donate, but surely you can at least take eyes. I don't know how that, how how that really comes about, but (laughs) it's, um, I think, uh, why they had the, that we couldn't meet one another was because maybe the family that donated would get too involved with the person that, um, took the organs and I never thought of that I said all I wanted to do was meet the person and know who it was that had received my son's organs yeah I could see that I don't want to inter see I don't want to didn't want to interfere in their lives or anything just to know that they were okay and yeah I can see how it would be difficult for some people to um to not uh, attach themselves Mm -hmm. um that way to it now that being said Marie when you met Carrie um, you know, you did have the opportunity to listen to Darcy's heart. That must have been a mm-hmm. remarkable moment. How did that feel? Oh, great! I, I, you could hear his heart. He was it was working again, even though his body wasn't there. Mm-hmm. It was him. And then Carrie's such a nice girl. We just took right to her, and I guess she took to us. So I hope. <laughs> well, she calls you your other, her I other hope. mom, so she says that that one stuck. So she loves it. <laughs> well, that's what we said when she was having cookies. My son says, you want to take some of mom's cookies? She said, sure. <laughs> so she took a few cookies and she said that was mom's cookies. And then my brother-in-law, he makes um, step um, stool chairs, which uh, is a stool and a chair. Mm-hmm. So he sent one back with my son and I had bought uh, both Daryl and her little Easter eggs, bunnies, and then he says, I took the money, and I'm saying, what bunny? And then it dawned on me, oh, yeah, <laughs> I said, if you were around, you would have got a little money. <laughs> so she said, I took a picture of the bunny on the chair, and he took her a bottle of wine. He says, oh, oh, I think I gave her the wrong bottle of wine. So he phoned her back, and he said, I took you the wrong bottle. I took you um, dessert wine. And she said, oh, no, I like dessert wine. Oh, so meant to, so- <laughs> be, meant to be after all this. It's remarkable to think how your family has grown out of losing your son, right? Yeah, that's true. And he was a happy-go-lucky person, and he always liked helping. And so now he did help other people. Can you tell me more about Darcy, if that's okay, Marie? Because we've talked about him on the show here a little bit, and um, I I don't think we we know who, uh, who he was or what he was about. So can you tell us about your son, Darcy? 
Well, he was our youngest one. Um, he weighed a, a whole three pounds, six ounces when he was born. And he was always on the go all, continually. He never quit. And he always liked to keep people laughing. So <laughs> it was a great loss, but what? there's nothing that any one of us could do about it. So and you said not he, even the doctors could do. You said he was married? Yes, he was married for 12 and a half years. He didn't have any children. What was his wife's name? Linda. Linda. Well, yeah, we haven't. Well, we haven't seen her since. Yeah, all that those years ago. She's married and got her own children now. So, well, I think that speaks to how hard it is and how everybody deals with everything differently. Um, yeah. Um, but here we are. Uh, as long as she's, <clears throat> as long as she's happy, that's the main thing. Yeah, and you know what? Um, it's a remarkable story, Marie, and I thank you very much for for sharing your heart with us. Um, you know, Daryl wanted us. <clears throat> to remind everybody as much as we could that uh, Carrie is one of many people that received Darcy's organs. And, um, and, and it's quite, it's quite remarkable for us to be, to share, to share these stories and hopefully remind people that this is the kind of impact when we talk about our health, right? Yeah. We're very happy that uh, we got to meet her at last. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Can you say that again? Uh, we were very so happy to be able to meet her, and and she's such a nice person. So <clears throat> I said, you're close to my own son. And I always have, I said to her one day, I phoned, I said, I had a funny feeling there was something wrong. And she said, uh, was, and I said, yeah, we're, are you all right? And she said, well, I was sick, but I'm feeling better now. <laughs> I said, well, thank goodness for that. <laughs> She says you got you got my vibes. I said, well, I guess I must have. <laughs> well, and that and that that's a whole other piece of this puzzle, right? Is the connectivity <laughs> that that it becomes possible uh, between people? Yeah, this. <laughs> just for some reason, I uh, Daryl says, oh, don't bother Carrie. She's really busy, and I says, no, I'm going to phone her anyway. So I did, and she said, no, oh, I was sick. <laughs> I said, but you're okay now? And she said, yes, I'm fine, and I'm taking good care of this heart. That's a very motherly thing of you to do, Marie. <laughs> <laughs> well, she always says, I'm taking good care of this heart now. And I said, good for you. It's beautiful. So she'll probably live for many, many years. I love it. Marie, thank you very much for sharing your story <laughs> with us and sharing your thank you. love for your boy. And thank you very much for having me on. Thank you. We will chat with you soon, I hope. Please keep in touch, and we will be keeping in touch with Carrie and sharing uh, the word about organ donation and signing up. Yes, I'll be going back to BC. I hope I can get back in December. So. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> that way you won't have to call long distance and back and forth and what have you. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. Travel safely, and we will, um, we will talk to you soon, and Marie. Thank you very, very much. Have a nice day. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Uh, that's Marie Doherty. Marie's son passed away. Carrie got his heart. And that's one of the questions that I would like to to ask in time of Carrie is, you know, do you ever have dreams? Because you start to hear some of these different pieces of organ donors um, inheriting, you know, well, frankly, a piece of the a piece of the donor. Do you ever have dreams um, that aren't yours, if you will? You know, it's so incredibly intertwined. And in that, how many people are affected by this? And I was looking forward to sharing that conversation from earlier today with you because 
Um, Marie is just, she's positive. It happened and it sucks. And this is the benefit and we get to enjoy the benefit now. And she even said that. She says, my boy kerplunked on the floor. There's nothing anybody could do. And to hear that kind of clarity and peace from Marie, I think gives me a little bit of hope about dealing with tragedy and all those things. I think I learned a lot from Marie there. So organ donation is something that not everybody wants to talk about. Talking about death is not easy. And, you know, I don't know if you talk about it with your parents. My parents have just recently started to prepare, you know, like plots and, and um, parties and all the things they want. And it's weird talking to them about it. But once you get going, it's actually quite easy. And I, this is just in the last couple of months for me that we've started to talk about it as a family. So I do encourage you to look at it. So the ask of you is this from Mike. Please wear a mask. Please wash your hands. Please be responsible. And please encourage your friends to do the same. And if they disagree for any reasons, then maybe tell them the story about this. That Mike's sister and other transplant people could miss opportunities to get life-saving transplants if everything closes down. The, these are the stories that, that we don't, this is the impact of the stories that we don't really talk about in all of this. And isn't it kind of crazy to think that these are the pieces of the puzzle that we could be missing as well when we don't uh, share these stories? This is the Shift Daily Podcast. A couple of nights ago, we had a phone call from Mike in Edmonton. And uh, he really got us sort of going in all of this. And our next guest is uh, Marie. And Marie is the mom of the young man who donated the heart to Carrie, who we had on the show. And um, so we want to introduce you to all of these people. If you didn't catch it, that's cool. Go to our podcast. You can check it out. It's all on there as well. But we're continuing the conversation about maintaining your health in out of respect for the fact that there are people who aren't getting transplants when hospitals have to close and that risks their lives. Mike's concern was just that. In fact, uh, if you uh, didn't hear how it all started, uh, this was a small segment of Mike's call. People keep thinking, oh, their, their stupid decisions don't affect other people, but they do. And, and it's affecting our family here because my sister needs a kidney transplant. She had a kidney transplant 29 years ago, and, and right now her kidney is, is failing. So she needs a kidney transplant. And I'm donating my kidney for her, not directly oh. to her, but it's, it's, it's called a kidney paired exchange program where I'd give my kidney to somebody else and one of their relatives would give to somebody else and so on. So it's usually a chain of 10 people where five people give and five people receive. From our conversation with Mike, I wanted to introduce uh, you to someone else uh, in this. I've met a lot of really, really great people here on on the show. And and the next person to introduce you to, uh, her name is Marie Doherty. Uh, she's from Pitt Meadows, BC. And Marie has met all kinds of amazing new people coming from tragedy. And Marie, welcome to the show. And thanks for uh, investing time and spending some time with us. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me. Um, and I want to just acknowledge that not only is Marie joining us on the show, but Marie has worked very, very hard to um, while she's away to to be here. So I know that it's taken a lot of sacrifice in your end. So thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Welcome. <laughs> so tell me um, as best you uh, or as much as you want to share um, about uh, your son, Darcy. Now, I'll give you a heads up, Marie. We had Carrie Jung on the air with us last night. 
and she uh, and she's shared a little bit of um, her experience in this, but we don't know um, what happened in the gift, how the gift was given to Carrie. Can you help us understand that? Well, <clears throat> my son, he um, had an aneurysm that um, took his life, and he was rushed to the hospital, and that's when the doctors came in and asked his wife if we would like to, if she would like to donate his organs and she said she looked at me and she said wouldn't she be okay and i said of course i'd be okay so that's where it actually stemmed from and for years i was trying to meet carrie i've been trying to meet the rest of the uh, organ donors there's five more of them but because of this pandemic i haven't been able to meet them now the original transplant happened many 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 years ago um yeah, my, June uh, 6, 2002. And so Carrie had mentioned that you were in touch anonymously. You knew who each other were, but you didn't know specifically, like you hadn't met in person or any of those things, but you finally were able no. to. So what happened through all that time? Well, <clears throat> Carrie and I wrote back and forth for years, and I kept asking to meet her, but they they said, no, they didn't answer me. So I um, the last time... Finally, someone, they changed the rules. So this chap from BC Transplant, who was such a helpful person, he's such a nice man, he got us together, which was very helpful. And as I said to him, I would like to meet the rest of them, but right now it's impossible. <clears throat> so that all stemmed, that took us, um, I was allowed, not allowed to meet Terry carry because they said I had to wait a year. So I waited a year and I phoned the BC transplant and they said, oh no, you can't meet, but you can send letters. Mm. So that's what Carrie and I did for all those years, 17 years. For your mental health through all this, looking back on the old rules versus the new rules, I would guess that this change in the rules is remarkable. Is it better for you as part of your process now that you have had access to carry? Is there uh, some freedom in that? Oh, yes. Very much so. She's such a lovely person. Mm, she is. We were very happy to meet her and they uh, arranged to have, it, have her come out to my home. And then my son was there and we all visited and had tea and cookies and I phone Carrie about every two weeks when I'm living in, when I'm in Saskatoon because she's very busy too. And I don't like uh, putting myself wholly in her, her life. She has a life too, and I don't want to interfere. Mm -hmm. Now you do, you have, mm -hmm. uh, you have two, had two boys, Darcy and Daryl. And uh, Daryl has mm -hmm. been active in this process as well. In fact, um, he did want um, us to today pass on that he, um, that that story about the extra recipients that did receive more from Darcy. Mm -hmm. um, what, what were the donations that were made from Darcy to these other people, the other organs? Because Carrie got got uh, Darcy's heart. Yeah, <clears throat> well, it was his eyes, his um, kidneys, and liver. It's amazing. Did you know anything yeah. about this beforehand? I mean, were you as astounded as I feel today as I learn about this that I mean this is even almost 20 years ago and um, so imagine mm -hmm. how far it's come and it's just so remarkable the impact and we talked about the ripple effect last night the ripple effect this has on people's lives yeah well that's well, a lot of people I don't know what it is but they um, I know after my after Darcy passed away a number of people I knew they said they were uh, 
going to make sure that their organs were donated from then on. Mm-hmm. So I guess that must have helped quite a few people to, I don't know why, why uh, people don't want to give up organs the old way. I guess it's you know, to be whole and all this, but when you see it helps so many people, that is a good thing. And that's what we were trying to promote. Please um, give up your organs to help someone else that desperately needs it. One of the things has been so many. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. So many people have died. Yeah, one of the things that I've I've learned in this is so when I had first met Toby Boulay, um, he inspired me, and it was a pain, um, Maria. It was an absolute pain in the butt to get it changed because you had to log in here and wait for this pin number and do these things. Uh, Now it's easier because you can usually do it with your driver's license in most provinces. that's right. So, which is good news. But so ask questions is what I'm, because this show is broadcast across Canada. It is different everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, just ask questions, start mm-hmm. asking questions if it's right for you. Um, mm-hmm. I find it, some of the conversations, some of the feedback from the audience has been, you know, wow, this is heavy. Um, and it was hard to listen to, but I'm glad I did. And we get other people saying, you know, why are you being so heavy on the show? Um, and my response to that is, I'm sorry, but it, this just matters. And um, oh yes. So how how do you deal with that yourself? Because it is an extremely heavy topic, and not everybody is comfortable talking about it or hearing it. Uh, well, <laughs> if you think you can save somebody else, someone else's life, that's a good thing. So that's all you really think about: how you can help someone else. Because we never, we never even talked about it or anything. This happened so fast as my son; he just plunked on the floor, and that was it. Yeah. So there was, uh, <clears throat> what were we going to do? And it was a good thing they asked the question because my sister just passed away seven years ago, and uh, she would have given her organs, but I don't know why they they never did take her organs. Mm-hmm. I don't know was it because of her sickness or what? Yeah. I know if you have cancer, you can't donate, but surely you can at least take eyes. I don't know how that, how how that really comes about, but (laughs) if it's, it's, um, I think, uh, why they had the, that we couldn't meet one another was because maybe the family that donated would get too involved with the person that, um, took the organs and I never thought of that I said all I wanted to do was meet the person and know who it was that had received my son's organs yeah I could see that I don't want to interfere see I don't want to didn't want to interfere in their lives or anything just to know that they were okay and yeah I can see how it would be difficult for some people to um to not uh, attach themselves Mm -hmm. um that way to it now that being said Marie when you met Carrie um, you know, you did have the opportunity to listen to Darcy's heart. That must have been a mm-hmm. remarkable moment. How did that feel? Oh, great! I, I, you could hear his heart. He was it was working again, even though his body wasn't there. Mm-hmm. It was him. And then Carrie's such a nice girl. We just took right to her, and I guess she took to us. So I hope. <laughs> well, she calls you your other, her I other hope. mom, so she says that that one stuck. Hey. So she loves it. <laughs> well, that's what we said when she was having cookies. My son says, you want to take some of mom's cookies? She said, sure. <laughs> so she took a few cookies and she said, that was mom's cookies. And then my brother-in-law, 
He makes um, step um, stool chairs, which uh, is a stool and a chair. Mm-hmm. So he sent one back with my son, and I had bought uh, both Daryl and her little Easter eggs, bunnies. And he says, I took the bunny, and I'm saying, what bunny? And then it dawned on me, oh, yeah. <laughs> I said, if you were around, you would have got a little bunny. <laughs> so she said, I took a picture of the bunny on the chair, and he took her a bottle of wine. He says, oh, oh. I think I gave her the wrong bottle of wine. He phoned her back and he said, I took you the wrong bottle. I took you um, dessert wine. And she said, oh, no, I like dessert wine. Oh, so meant to, so. Be, <laughs> meant to be after all this. It's remarkable to think how your family has grown out of losing yeah. your son, right? Yeah, that's true. And he was a happy-go-lucky person and he always liked helping and so now he did help other people. Can you tell me more about Darcy, if that's okay, Marie? Because we've talked about him on the <laughs> show here a little bit, and um, I, I don't think we, we know who uh, who he was or what he was about. So can you tell us about your son, Darcy? Well, he was our youngest one. Um, he weighed a, a whole three pounds, six ounces when he was born, oh. and he was always on the go. Oh, continually, he never quit, and he always liked to keep people laughing. So, <laughs> it was a great loss, but what? There's nothing that any one of us could do about it. So, and you said not he, even the doctors could do. You said he was married. Yes, he was married for twelve and a half years. He didn't have any children. What was his wife's name? Linda. Linda. Well, yeah, we haven't. Well, we haven't seen her since. Yeah. All that those years ago, she's married and got her own children now. So, well, I think that speaks to how hard it is and how everybody deals with everything differently. Um, yeah. Um, but here we uh, are. Just as long as she's, <clears throat> as long as she's happy, that's the main thing. Yeah, and you know what? Um, it's a remarkable story, Marie, and I thank you very much for for sharing your heart with us. Um, you know, Daryl wanted us <clears throat> to remind everybody as much as we could that. Uh, Carrie is one of many people that received Darcy's organs, and, um, and 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 it's quite it's quite remarkable for us to be to share to share these stories, oh. and hopefully remind people that this is the kind of impact when we talk about our health, right? Yeah, we're very happy that uh, we got to meet her at last. <laughs> <laughs> it... Sorry, can you say that again? Uh, we were very so happy to be able to meet her and. And she's such a nice person. So I said, you're close to my own son. And I always have, I said to her one day, I phoned, I said, I had a funny feeling there was something wrong. And she said, uh, was, and I said, yeah, we're, are you all right? And she said, well, I was sick, but I'm feeling better now. <laughs> I said, well, thank goodness for that. <laughs> she says, you got, you got my vibes. I said, well, I guess I must have. <laughs> well, that, and that, that's a whole other piece of this puzzle, right, is the connectivity that, that it becomes possible uh, between people. Yeah, <laughs> just for some reason, I uh, Daryl says, oh, don't bother Carrie, she's really busy, and I says, no, nah, I'm going to phone her anyway, so I did, and she said, no, oh, I was sick, <laughs> and I said, but you're okay now, and she said, yes, I'm fine, and I'm taking good care of this heart. That's a very motherly thing of you to do, Marie. <laughs> <laughs> Well, she always says, I'm taking good care of this heart now. And I said, good for you. It's beautiful. So she'll probably live for many, many years. I love it. Marie, thank you very much for sharing your story <laughs> with us and sharing your thank you. love for your boy. And thank you very much for having me on. 
Thank you. We will chat with you soon, I hope. Please keep in touch, and we will be keeping in touch with Carrie and sharing uh, the word about organ donation and signing up. Yes, I'll be going back to BC. I hope I can get back in December. So <laughs> All right. <clears throat> that way you won't have to call long distance and back and forth and what have you. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. Travel safely, and we, uh, will, um, we will talk to you soon, Marie. Thank you very, very much. Have a nice day. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Uh, that's Marie Doherty. Marie's son passed away. Carrie got his heart. And that's one of the questions that I would like to to ask in time of Carrie is, you know, do you ever have dreams? Because you start to hear some of these different pieces of organ donors um, inheriting, you know, well, frankly, a piece of the a piece of the donor. Do you ever have dreams um, that aren't yours, if you will? You know, it's so incredibly intertwined. And in that, how many people are affected by this? And I was looking forward to sharing that conversation from earlier today with you because um, Marie is just, she's positive. It happened and it sucks. And this is the benefit and we get to enjoy the benefit now. And she even said that. She says, my boy kerplunked on the floor. There's nothing anybody could do. And to hear that kind of clarity and peace from Marie I think gives me a little bit of hope about dealing with tragedy and all those things. I think I learned a lot from Marie there. So organ donation is something that not everybody wants to talk about. Talking about death is not easy. And, you know, I don't know if you talk about with your parents. My parents have just recently started to prepare, you know, like plots and and, um, parties and all the things they want. And it's weird talking to them about it. But once you get going, it's actually quite easy. And I, this is just in the last couple of months for me that we've started to talk about it as a family. So I do encourage you to look at it. So the ask of you is this from Mike. Please wear a mask. Please wash your hands. Please be responsible. And please encourage your friends to do the same. And if they disagree for any reasons, then maybe tell them the story about this. That Mike's sister and other transplant people could miss opportunities to get life-saving transplants if everything closes down. These are the stories that, that we don't, this is the impact of the stories that we don't really talk about in all of this. And isn't it kind of crazy to think that these are the pieces of the puzzle that we could be missing as well when we don't uh, share these stories. This is the Shift Daily Podcast. Uh, I'm, I'm ready to do some Are You Okay, Matt? Are you good? Oh, sorry, Shane. Were you talking to me? Yeah, I was. I was asking if you if your moon dial was okay for some are you okay, buddy? <laughs> yeah, no, I was just talking to Blaine, just uh wrapping up uh just there was a you know, sort of a technical question he had off air. But you know, I was calibrating the uh the moon dial on the keyboard there, and I think it's time for Are You Okay? All right, are you okay? <sighs> are you okay with getting away in style? Um, hmm. I mean, if, if, if you're, if you're going to get away, you may as well do it in style unless you don't want to be seen. Right. Unless you want to be sneaky. Yeah. Like a, like a ninja sort of. Yes. Then you just wear a trench coat and you'll be fine. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. If you're going to be a robber, I mean, you got to be like a robber with class, like Ocean's 11, man. You got to look good in a tuxedo. Yes. Ocean's 11, man. That's. That's, you know, underrated movie right there. But yeah, no, I would, I would always try to get away 
in style if i was a thief never right. um like leave a stamp like hey that you were robbed by <laughs> like you know how like in home alone like the wet robbers when they leave like the, the place flooded yep. i'd do something like that the wet bandits right. a suspect in a 35 million dollar ponzi scheme is in custody after trying to escape arrest uh arrested using a sea scooter to hide from, I don't even know what a sea scooter is, to hide from FBI agents in Shasta Lake. Uh, CBS Sacramento has the story. It's like something out of a James Bond movie, an unusual attempt to escape federal agents. A suspect jumping into Lake Shasta and using an underwater scooter to stay out of sight for 30 minutes before the frigid water forced him to give up. What a story. CBS 13 Steve Large is in Shasta County with why the FBI was after this submerged suspect. Steve? And I'm in the community of Palisadro where FBI agents were trying to arrest this guy at his home when he gave chase in his truck. He led them to Lake Shasta. When he got there, he pulled a sea scooter out of the truck bed. And agents say he knew exactly what to do with it. Talk about going to new depths to defy the FBI. Under the surface of scenic Shasta Lake, this suspect used a submersible device, a Yamaha sea scooter, to try to avoid his arrest. This is a tutorial video of the sea scooter. Yamaha describes it as a vehicle with underwater propulsion that allows users to cruise at depths of 100 feet below the surface. The U.S. Attorney's Office filed court documents reading Matthew Piercy was out of sight underwater where law enforcement could only see bubbles. He emerged from the frigid waters after 25 minutes and was taken into custody. You never know what's going through someone's mind when they're being pursued by the FBI. Piercy has been indicted for running an alleged $35 million Ponzi scheme through his company called Family Wealth Legacy, using investor money to buy his homes and pay millions of his own credit card debt. These are photos of brochures from the business the FBI has been investigating for more than a year. Josh Kahn's has clients who are alleged victims. And we kept investigating, and all of a sudden today, uh, here he is escaping into a lake using an, a submersible device. Already wanted by the FBI, now making ways with an underwater attempted escape. This suspect went from his submersible scooter to the slammer. No surprise, the U.S. Attorney's Office is now considering this suspect a flight risk. He's in jail at the Sacramento County Jail on no bail and with no sea scooter in the crowbar hotel without his sea scooter now i know what a sea scooter is it's the little machine that pulls you through the water underwater that you see divers use yeah man just learning so much that's learning so much and that's getting away in style i'm adding a sea scooter to my christmas wish list sea scooter even though i live in the prairies some like that's cool to be have hanging in the garage, right? Like this is a, you know, here's yeah. my garage. Here's my sea scooter. I don't know. Never know. You never know when you'll need one. Are you okay? Are you okay with natural Christmas trees? Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, sometimes you get a lot of sap, but uh, you know, it's it's okay. You know, a plastic one's convenient, but the natural one leaves all those pine needles everywhere, and you know you have to you have to get dip them in water, and then sometimes sometimes the dog you know licks up all the water in the dish and dries up the tree, and then your uncle That's you right. know throws a match on the tree and just <laughs> squirrel. <laughs> Sorry, I was totally in uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation for a second. 
Yeah, you know, nobody wants the squirrel in the replacement tree and all that stuff too. Squirrel. Right? Yeah. Um, I mean, this is very important. Okay. Um, natural trees, I've never understood this um, because, you know, you're chopping down a tree that's taken that long to grow, right? In this, in the let's, let's be eco world, but we kill a tree just for a couple of weeks of entertainment. I mean, I've never quite understood that, but I guess if you're making one out of plastic and, and stuff like that, then it doesn't really, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I mean, they smell good usually. So I'm going to give it a vote. Thumbs up. What about you, Jason? Uh, thumbs up for me. Thumbs up. I love the natural stuff. All right. The delivery of the Rockefeller Christmas tree in New York had a surprise, actually had a bunch of surprises in it. Uh, Fox News 40 has the story. Speaking of the holidays, the company that was transporting the Rockefeller Christmas tree found a special guest on Monday. While inspecting the tree on the drive to New York City, truck drivers found this little guy and had it sent to the Ravensbeard Wildlife Center. The baby owl, appropriately named Rockefeller, is said to be making great progress at the Wildlife Center and will be released into the wild once it's ready. The surprise hooter in there. Aww. So, Rockefeller. So cute. It was a very cute little, little, little beast that it was. Now, did you see the Rockefeller tree? Uh, before and after? Uh, no, it's that it's that really giant one in the Times Square, right? That's right. And they have to find like the perfect tree in order to be able to put it up, right? Like they got to go looking everywhere. They got to find the perfect tree. And, uh, and it's got to be amazing. Well, this year they got the tree. And by the time it got there, it, um, it looked like Charlie Brown's Christmas tree. Half of it was like the needles all fell off. Um, the whole back half was like nothing but twigs. Like it, the poor thing. It's an appropriate tree for 2020. Yeah, and that's what that's, they've that's said. Like if, tree. Totally. If ever they were going to screw up a tree, it had to be in 2020, and this is what a 2020 tree would look like. So, yeah. I, I recommend you give it a Google. Give it a Google and check it out. Which, by the way, do you know which the name of the uh, the uncle's name that threw the cigar match and lit the cigar by the tree? Uncle Lewis. That lit the tree on fire? Uncle Lewis burned down Uncle his tree. Lewis. Uncle Lewis, what do you, what'd you do to my tree? He says, <laughs> what'd you do to my tree? <laughs> well, at least it's out of its misery. <laughs> Nobody liked the tree anyway, Clock. It was an ugly tree anyway. <laughs> you do a good Uncle Lewis. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Tune into the show online or on the radio.